It's not the Zaid. It's not the story. It's the Zaid story. That's right, folks. You recognize the voice. You heard it for more than two hours. <laughs> two hours and six minutes to be precise. Welcome back to the Zade Story listeners, and welcome back, my friend, Jacob Davis. Hello. How are you? I am, uh, well, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm excited to be here. I have, uh, my father and I watched The Big Lebowski last night. Oh, seriously? Yes. <laughs> Uh, he enjoyed it. Oh, he did. He did. He did. Excellent. I feel yeah. like it has that good humor that that he seems to appreciate. Yeah, yeah. A lot of swears, though. A lot of, a swears. Lot of swears. He doesn't love the swears, but uh, thanks he, for sticking through it, Doug. Yeah, it, it was worth it. It was. Uh, it's been years. It's probably been five years since I've I've seen it. Oh, that long. Yeah. Wow. Um, and it dropped considerably. Amongst my Coen Brothers ratings, and that's probably because in the five years that I haven't seen it, mm-hmm. there was uh, no country, no country for old men. There was, uh, did you far? I oh, I've watched or... Fargo recently, and Fargo's great. True Grit just came out. Inside Llewellyn Davis, yeah, uh, yeah. So I haven't seen that. It's it's actually not great. But compared to something like Lebowski, mm. it's just a better film. Right. However, I still loved the Big Lebowski. It was. We should hit. We should hit them up in the next three or four. Yes. Directors. I agree. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now there's some people we could geek out on. There's a. There's quite a few I haven't seen actually. Uh, Blood Simple. Blood Simple. I just watched that one for the first time. A What's few weeks ago. Barton Fink. Barton Fink. And Hudsucker Proxy. I haven't seen any of those. Okay. You've seen Raising Arizona? I have seen Raising Arizona. Okay. I loved that one. That's good. That's funny. I, I, everyone gives me crap for this, but A Serious Man. I, I hate that, that movie. Film. <laughs> I love that movie so much. That, to me, is Ridley Scott's A Good Year. Oh, boo. <laughs> boo. Nothing. Ridley Scott's A Good Year is Ridley Scott's A Good Year. That's, that's terrible. That's, uh, that is terrible. Uh, anyway, we should save that for when we actually do the Coen Brothers. Okay, deal. Um, and speaking of Ridley Scott. Yes. Good segue. <laughs> calls uh, it like a season. We went and saw his newest sequel prequel. Sequel pre from C prequel, C three cool. Sounds like some sort of uh, supplement Wars for old droid. people. Oh, okay. Side effects of C prequel may include <laughs> crankiness, thinking that The Martian is the best film of all time when it's really not, or at least a comedy, and thinking that no movie you make is uh, <laughs> deserving of a director's cut. That's the Except film. for Kingdom of Heaven. That was worth the director's cut. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It Me was. and the uh, co worker Mike were just discussing the director's cut of Kingdom of Heaven. The regular one. Oh, yeah. And it's I saw the regular one in theaters. Oh. Jordan and I were oh. dating Whoa. and went and saw it. Uh, wow. 
I don't think we were supposed to see it. No, it's rated R. And according to uh, <laughs> Oregon's... Oh, you were underage at we, the time. We, was, I, we were 17. Oh, 17 snap. and 16. So, but, wait, depending on where you go. Right. At the Palace Theater, okay. it's not regulated by Regal, and so they do uh, 17. Nice. You're okay. But uh, I think she was 16. Oh. So, I think she was underage anyways, but... Uh, good old Stu Rasmussen. She had that. She had that manager haircut, though. Like the <laughs> "Let me talk to a manager" haircut. So she probably looked like she yes. was over eighteen. Uh, yeah. When did it come out? I'm curious now. Uh, Crud if I know. Because she did have that manager haircut. Oh that, yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I, I know. I liked that. She haircut. had that for like. The I first hope six she goes years. back to that. It, I love it. Really, it's kind of out of fashion really right it. now, but. Maybe she'll never do this, but maybe if if all the listeners vote, maybe she will. I really wanted to do the shave the side of her head thing, like the no, like like the Rihanna or the Katy Perry type thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's probably going to be an out outtake. <laughs> uh, um, two thousand five. Yeah. So. Holy cow, it's got a 39%. Yeah. Ooh. But if you look at the director's cut, it's got a much higher rating. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so. Anyway. Uh, Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. But yeah, he, in 1979, he directed this little movie starring Sigourney Weaver called Alien. Oh. Right? Mm. And This is his second film, I think. He only had one more before it. Yeah, he uh, Blade Runner, I think, was before. No, no Blade Runner came out in 82. Uh, sorry, guys, if no. I'm ruining it. No, no, you're not ruining it. Um, No, it was a random... He did a... He did a it was like a TV something, maybe? I can't remember. It had something to do with war. Well... Anyway. Anyway, it's not that important. But uh, how many years later is it? Is it 42 years later? 42. Right? Hold on. Hold on. 89, 99, 2009. And then 2017. So it's 38. Yeah, close. Yeah, 38. 38 years later, he directs the sequel of the prequel that he directed in 2012 or 2014. Mm, Whatever year that Tony died. 2012. Yeah. R.I.P. Mm, yeah, Man on Fire. Oh, fantastic! One of the greatest films. I of all wish time. you had more, more time. time. <laughs> oh, mm. Laguardianes. <laughs> We're gonna have to cut out like <laughs> five minutes from every part of this podcast. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so he makes this film in 1979, uh, which is written uh, by this huge nerd named Dan. Bannon? Yeah, it's either that, Bannon that or O'Bannon. Right. Uh, I just need to have my phone out at I all I know, times. right? I keep... Uh, <laughs> uh, surprise, surprise. It's uh, I'm, I'm open on Michael Fassbender. Oh, good for you. Good for you. Um, and of course, everything's on Alien Covenant Dan right O'Bannon. Now. O'Bannon. O'Bannon, right. yep. Uh, based on a script written by Dan O'Bannon. Um but yeah, it was the uh, it was the turning point for the sci-fi horror film genre. Boy, was it! Uh, 
Hitchcockian to its core, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't. It, you and I watched this for the first time. I, I've actually only ever seen Alien movies with you. Yep. That's kind of funny. I oh, take that's pride special. in that. It is. It's sweet. <laughs> this uh, is our thing. This is. Uh, yeah, so we watched Alien in this house. Yeah. But about seven years ago. Okay, yeah. Um, right before you went to Minnesota, I oh, believe. Yep, yep. Uh, and then, and I hadn't seen an Alien movie since. Mm-hmm. And then this last week, you and I hit up Aliens with... Uh, directed by James Cameron, yes, the, the immediate sequel, mm-hmm. and then we hit up Prometheus, yep, which is technically the first chronological film. Yes, uh, this takes place in twenty eighty nine, twenty ninety four. Yes, <laughs> and then uh, Covenant is. Which just came out in theaters, but is technically between. It's ten Prometheus years after the events Alien of Prometheus in twenty one oh four. But what you need to know is, Jacob and I have seen Alien, Aliens, Prometheus, and Covenant together. Yes. So Prometheus. Prometheus. Uh, give us a little bit of a rundown. King has his reign. And then he dies. It's inevitable. Prometheus is dead. These are ancient civilizations that were separated by centuries and yet. This same pictogram was discovered in every one of them. They're smiling. I think they want us to come and find them. We're all here because of a map you two kids found in a cave. Not a map. An invitation. From whom? Please tell me you can read that. Prometheus, are you seeing this? Whatever that probe is picking up, it's reading life form. What do you mean a life form? Oh, the head. They're changing. Changing into what? It's moving. These things moving. What is that? There's a ship. They're leaving. To go where? Earth. We were so wrong. Take us home. If you don't stop it, there won't be any home to go back to. Not too, not too deep. All right. So basically, here's the story. Uh, a couple of scientists, Dr. Elizabeth Shaw and Dr. Charles Holloway, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Holloway, perhaps. Uh, forgive my vowels. Um, <laughs> find across the world these different images which show contact with some sort of larger than life being some sort of mythical creature and they also find the same depiction of these five stars 
Well, come to find out, it's coordinates to a planet in the solar system that they have access to. Uh, This is in the distant future. And so they have access to spaceships. So they start the first uh, intergalactic um, travel to uh, this planet, um, which is LV-223, for all you nerds out there. Feel me. Um, And uh, this planet is where these people are supposed to come from, uh, these larger-than-life creatures. When they get to the planet, they find it's abandoned. No one's there. But what they do find is a horribly destructive force um, and just more questions Mm. about... uh, how they were created, meaning they being these people, why they were created, and exactly what the hell their creators were doing. Yeah, that's a perfect rundown. Um, I would say I would add a very key moment, or a very key part of all these films is the android uh the synthetic yeah the synthetic that's the word uh played by michael fassbender Mm. in this first prometheus Mm -hmm. he plays david david which shout out to kubrick Mm. and arthur c Clarke for uh 2001 yeah yeah but uh i think that that kind of plays a role in the series at least um at least the four that we've seen being what life versus intelligence i think that's a kind of also a what constitutes life right I think is a big theme um, right um i don't think you get that so much in aliens in aliens it's kind of just like let's blow everything up yeah uh shout out to james cameron for making an avatar prequel uh, <laughs> it's a very blue film too it is a lot of his films are mm, that's true um uh, but yeah, I think that's a good rundown. Uh, uh, things I really liked about Prometheus is it, it felt a little bit slower. Yeah. Um, it, it. I thought it was slowly paced, but well paced. I yeah. felt like it spread out the bits of horror, um, obviously, until kind of towards the end. Right. Um, I thought the acting was really fair to middling, uh, minus... Fassbender. Yeah, he's... He's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I thought Numi? How do you say her name? Do you know? No. Numi Repache. She played... um, Elizabeth Shaw. Yeah. And she also... She's famous in Europe for having played uh, the girl with with the dragon tattoo. Oh, interesting. Yeah. For me, most recently, I really loved her in The Drop. She's the main girl in the That's drop. That's right. Uh, she does a fine job, yeah, but nothing spectacular. Yeah, and the rest of the cast is kind of, yeah. eh, they're fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but it's a Ridley Scott film. I felt like, honestly, I felt like it was pretty good. I really did enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it didn't stack up to the first one. Oh no, no. Um, well, it's so loosely connected as well, which a lot of people hated about it. A lot of people wanted the alien, mm-hmm. and you you 
vaguely see something alien-like in right. the very last shot of the film. And that's it. One thing I did really like was the connection. Um, it was nice to watch it with you, who have seen these more recent than I, because mm-hmm. you were able to be like, oh, remember this from the first one. Because I thought they did connect. Yeah. Besides the actual alien not being the same, they did connect quite well. I felt like it told a really fluid story. So yeah. that was nice. Um, if I had to pick a least favorite part... It would probably be the rest of the cast. I didn't think they were very compelling. There's a couple of things that just kind of seemed thrown in because either source material or uh, the whole pregnancy bit was... We talked about that a little bit earlier. It's just kind of forced. It seemed like some of the writing was forced. Yeah. Um, But but overall, I thought it was a pretty good film. Yeah, I I would have to agree with you. Like the biggest issues come from uh the inability of the writing team or maybe not the writing team. I would say the movie is is cut in such a way that it's it's kind of hard to follow some of the um the bigger themes um almost almost to the point like there's there are some questions of faith and whatnot and it right. just almost seems uh hackneyed like it's not very it's not very well played out. It's almost like watching someone who's just kind of like stupidly defiant in the face of horrible things. Right. And yeah. not and not in the sense of someone being like, No, I choose to believe in good even though I'm watching evil, but just like in the sense of Yeah. Of they don't have any explanation. They just say like one line and then no one talks about it for the rest of the film. Right. And which is very confusing. Um yeah, but that that I believe is pretty well covered by Fassbender's role as David. Again, yeah. the nature of you know you have this life, quote unquote, that's been created by life, meaning humans, which they find out has been created by these beings, uh, the engineers. Yeah, and so it's just these different levels of what constitutes worth what constitutes value what makes life life the yep. relationship between creation and and destruction i think is also really important yep um but yeah it just it it has a few pacing issues um yeah and i agree with you uh the other cast i don't think the other cast is written well no yeah uh that's probably yeah it's not necessarily the actor the actor's fault right um, yeah, because we've, I mean, I've seen almost everyone else in something else. Yeah, it's not a bad cast. No. But, yeah, it just it falls kind of flat. Um, the areas where it doesn't fall flat, though, are brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Cinematography is beautiful. It's very beautiful to look at. The music is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they do a relatively good tone of, like, wonder and horror in Prometheus. Like, you get this, like, grand sci-fi, like, exploration kind of vibe from yes. it. Yes, and you get some cool, you get some cool technology, at least visual technology, that was not available in the first one. Yeah. And so, like, the just the effects, almost all, in doing a little tiny bit of research about these, 
Alien won an Oscar for Best Effects. Aliens won an Oscar for Best Effects and Best Sound Effects. Alien 3 was nominated for Best Effects. I don't remember if it won or not. As was Prometheus, and obviously Covenant hasn't gotten there yet. But wouldn't surprise me. Are all brilliant looking films? Yeah, and very different. Yeah, very stylized. Yeah, Uh, stylized and kind of time stamped. Yeah, because like, yeah, we'll talk more about this when it comes to Covenant. But I thought Covenant did a much better job of connecting me to the Alien film as far as the set designs and whatnot. Okay. Yeah. Um, but we'll, yeah. So what would you rate? Uh, Prometheus. Oh, you know what that sound is. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I forget that you have a stock. Right, right. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's, it's actually us opening a beer, too. Yeah. It's not off YouTube. A lot of our effects are off YouTube. Well, good. I'm glad to learn I'm trade secrets. <laughs> uh, so what would you rate Prometheus. I'd give it a week three, uh, a week three beers, um, maybe two stouts and a lager. Uh, <laughs> but um, I think its moments of brilliance are great. Um, like its moments of brilliance are six, but the film is so inconsistent and has some really like one and two moments that it just it drops. Um, I don't dislike it for any of the reasons most other people don't. I think it connects very well to the alien story. I did too. I um, thought it did. And I think it's also uh, incredibly beautiful. And most of the people had complaints with the aliens in the sense of like kind of not connecting. like, But in the sense of their complaints were with the sci-fi part and not the... Mm. Um, but for me, the biggest flaw of the film is is not not the issue of faith in it, like stuff like that's great, right? But how poorly the it's lack executed. of depth, yeah, yeah, like right. Yeah. How it's it was like uh, a sprinkle here right. at the beginning, and then oh, I have my faith, right? Yeah, which will actually be one of my complaints about Covenant. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I would rate it a four. Four. All right. Yeah, I. Uh, I really enjoyed the return to a slower paced, mm. kind of more methodical horror film. Yeah. Um, okay. A little less ex- explanation. A little less uh, visual horror. A more of a psychological. Don't know what's going on. Um, and that's. It's not it's not going to be an issue for me in Covenant because I like to have different experiences and which yeah. is why I can enjoy Aliens the ones by James Cameron even though it if you didn't tell me it was related I would never guess it was a sequel to Alien mm. um just cuz of the style of film yeah. so um I thought I did really enjoy the return to kind of a more methodical I thought it was pretty well directed also yeah. um I know that, well, I've heard conflicting reviews, but Rotten Tomatoes puts it at like a 78, um, Prometheus, but... Really? And whenever I hear people talk about it, they kind of talk pretty poorly about it, so 
I don't know what the disconnect is, but um, but yeah, I thought it was pretty well directed, and I I, I really do like the methodical pace here versus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say that's one of its biggest strengths. I agree yeah. with you on that. Yeah. So, after the ending of Prometheus, mm-hmm. we go straight into ten years later at the beginning of Covenant. Would yeah. you like to bring us into the rundown? Again, yes. <laughs> You've all sacrificed so much to be here and be a part of this thing we're doing. This crew is made up of couples. It's the first ever large-scale colonization mission. And everyone back on Earth is really grateful for your hard work. Your courage. We're making history here. This is wheat. What are the odds of finding human vegetation this far from Earth? Who planted it? You hear that? What? Nothing. No birds. No animals. Nothing. So Alien Covenant is based on a group of the first ever uh, exoplanetary colonists which means people who are going to alien worlds that are habitable and building life. And so you have a crew, uh, I think 15 or 16 people, uh, holding 2,000 colonists as well as embryos for second-generation colonists. Right, 2,000 of them. Yeah, 2,000 embryos, uh, which you can already feel the mounting terror (laughs) with all them unborn babies on board. Um Essentially what happens is they get waylaid on this planet, and this planet has life, and, well, it has vegetation. Right. Um, and it's it's uh, safe for humans to be on. Right. And when they land on this planet, uh, some of the same stuff that happens in Prometheus begins to go down, but in a much more familiar way to those people who are fans of the alien series um and all of a sudden what began as a trip to make a home becomes a desperate attempt to escape yeah and survive (laughs) and survive right it was oh yeah it was uh it was a trip to make new life which it turned into a trip to just save your own. <laughs> right. Well, they did make new life. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, this movie stars Waterstone. What's her name? Catherine. Catherine Waterstone. 
she's brilliant in my humble opinion. She did give a very, very great performance. Um, she gave the performance that you wish Naomi knew yeah. me could have given yeah. or, and should have given because I was blown away by Catherine. My phone won't orientate. Um, also, Billy Crudup. Yeah, who I'm a big fan of. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen him in something and been like, this guy? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Danny, Danny McBride. McBride plays a similar character to what he normally does, but it's way more subtle and way more nuanced. He's not He's, he's not as like funny or goofy. He is the goofiest the member of the crew. Comic relief. But he's not like a, he's not a he's not a comedian. He's yeah, not he a doesn't joker. Make any jokes. He just he's got a, he's just his he's the most outlandish character right of these quote unquote scientists right because he's got a cowboy hat and he, you know he he makes jokes about body parts and like so he's he's there as the comic relief but he's a very realistic a very normal normal guy yeah uh, really happy with Danny McBride and then of course. The Fastbender. The Fastbender. Playing not one, but, but two roles. Two synthetics. D- very different. He pl- So, uh, this isn't a spoiler, unless you're completely deaf to anything that goes on right. on the internet. But, uh, Fastbender reprises his role as David, and also plays the new model of David, which is called Walter. Walter! I said Marvin earlier to somebody. <laughs> Marvin. <laughs> Uh, and Walter is has more of a borderline uh, East Coast American accent, whereas David has a very elegant British yes. Lawrence of Arabia uh, oh, uh, nice. accent, um, and two very different roles yeah. done very well. Uh, it's a, a bit similar to Legend. With Tom Hardy oh, playing the two twin yeah. brothers, how Except they're very, better. very different. Oh, I don't know if it's better. Except better than no. I'm sorry. His performance, I agree, is, yeah. is great. That yeah. movie was horrible. Oh no, yeah, the movie was could have used some work, but yeah, but yeah, no, the performance is good. But yeah, uh, yeah. So two fastbender roles, two fastbenders, um, and everybody else is inconsequential because the fleetingness of their lives, right. <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh that I think that's uh that pretty much wraps up the run down down down. What's happening? I need you back here right now. I need you back. Okay, just calm down, sweetheart. Calm down. Tell me to calm down. You're breaking up. All of this is to start our new life. Where is it? This is this is our big review, so don't be afraid to uh, go in depth. 
I know we uh... we talked for thirty minutes already. <laughs> We're just now getting to the. <laughs> um, talk to me about Covenant, Jacob. What were your likes and dislikes? All right, so um, visually stunning. Um, the first scene in the film is a flashback, and it is amazing. Mm. The set, um, the wide angle camera shots versus the close-ups mm-hmm. um, a lot of close-ups yeah the conversation the dialogue in that part i think is great uh uh a character from prometheus makes a return but as a younger version of himself uh-huh uh, uh-huh and it's it's a it sets the tone not only for the movie but also for a character who you want to know more of their motivation yes um so that was great. I love the opening. Um, I felt like it accomplished much better some of the horrors of creation as well as some of the um, balance between life and death that comes with that that people don't often think about. Right. Um, how death is necessary to life. But mm-hmm. then the very question is, is how far how far does that line of thinking go? Right. Um you know there is a there is a an actual line horrible in its irony in which someone asks a character what do you believe in after this character has done a horrific act and the character says creation mm. um and that theme to me of just like yeah but right but why why i thought that was <laughs> conveyed very well throughout the film um it was also just 2 hours of you and I both walked out with headaches because we barely <laughs> bre- we weren't breathing. We weren't breathing. Um, our necks were tense. I think this pinched nerve that I have is a re- is a long term result. Um, <laughs> can I see a movie theater for that? Uh, anyway, I don't think so. <laughs> um, it was it was very intense. Um, I wouldn't say that it did anything new for the horror genre. Um, the question that I always ask myself when a new alien film comes out is how are they going to top the chest burster scene from uh. the original film? Uh, in Prometheus, there is an emergency C-section with a baby oh. that is not a human. Um, and that did a pretty good job of upping the ante. Uh, and Ridley Scott decided this time, instead of one chest burster scene, we're going to have like five, but they're not going to come out of the chest. They're going to come out of several, uh. several different areas. Um, the first one's the worst. There's no, right? yeah, yeah. There is no um, cutaways. Uh, instead of going Hitchcock like Ridley Scott did with Alien, uh, where you have to imagine people being mauled to death by mm-hmm. these creatures, you just literally watch people get mauled to death, mm-hmm. and it's it's a new type of, uh, it's a new way of being horrified, um, which I actually liked. Uh, I liked walking away from that shaken. Uh, there's something kind of cathartic about it yeah I would um, agree I also loved the soundtrack uh, mm-hmm. more than Prometheus because it tied themes from Prometheus into themes from the original soundtrack in Aliens so the soundtrack was great visually stunning uh, the horror was just the right amount like to make me not walk out of the theater uh, right. Where it 
paralyzes you in your seat, but not to the point where you can be cognizant of the fact that you could be doing something better with your time. Right. <laughs> um, I also thought the acting was so much better in this one. Uh, the characters were fleshed out. Um, some of the psychological terrors I thought were great. I didn't realize it until the next day, but part of my horror is because these people are colonists, they're all married couples. Mm. And so everyone is literally watching their spouse being mauled to death. Yes. Uh, that was brutal. It's, it's horribly brutal because you have people running to help people that they should be you've taken got, care of on a psychological level. You've got people making poor decisions because that's their spouse. Exactly. You've got a you've got a cap or a, a yeah a, a pilot who would never fly into these circumstances, but because it's his wife on the other side, yeah, he, he risks the whole ship. He risks all the the sleeping passengers and the embryos, right? You know, or you've got the the captain who knows that you're not going to kill whatever this is, but he can't leave his. He can't leave the troop behind right. because it's his husband. Exactly. Like, and yeah. you're just like, like if you're a war captain and that's a private or or even a colonel or whatnot, like right, right. you you gotta leave that guy. Right. The whole ship is waiting for you to return. Yeah. Exactly. But because it's his husband, he can't he can't do that. Yeah, yeah. That was a terrible twist. Yeah. But like a good twist. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Well, and if you if you watched any of the any of the uh, they had previews that were not in the film that kind of explained like the covenant's purpose. Like there's like a, there's actually a six minute clip that yes. has James Franco in it. Um, they, all they wanted to do was build a log cabin. All they wanted to do was build a log cabin. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Fassbender is worth it just He's for his good. performances. Um, fantastic. Uh, and then I would say, finally, um, I loved what they did with the alien creature. The the main one, the xenomorph. Um, that's the normal alien. Yeah, it, but he's white in this one. No, no, no. That's the oh. neomorph. Okay. Um, so there's the neomorph, which was fun. Kind of more like the alien from Alien 3, which you'll see. Right. But, um, oh, okay. But the alien, the original alien... Um, looked like the alien from the first alien film because their CGI it had the ability to crawl like the aliens from aliens uh, without looking as rubber suity. I thought, mm. it, I thought it looked amazing. Um, and there's one scene in particular where it walks through a door on its hind legs and you just never could really see that in the original film. They had some problems with the construction of the suit. And so right. all of the shots were Hitchcocky in part by necessity because <laughs> they couldn't show the bottom half of the alien because it would look so stupid. Interesting. Um, and so in the film they had the ability to CGI this walking creature and it's actually kind of horrifying in how human it looks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uncanny. And so I, uh, that's a shower scene. Uh, there's the shower scene. There's also the scene in the docking bay, uh, with the truck Yes. where they're okay. trying to lure it in. Right. Um, and it just walks in and it's just like, Oh, like, uh, it's yeah. so off putting. Cause it's not animal. Like it's actually very human. Like in that one moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I loved the way that they used technology to convey the alien. And I don't feel like they overdid it. Um, it still scared me every time I saw it. 
it scared me because I knew what it was going to do to people, exactly. and I knew that in this version I was going to have to watch it. Yeah, and um. and that I think I think that's exactly how Scott nailed it in this film. Yeah, um, I think you nailed it pretty much on all the positive aspects of this film. Um, I thought the cast was phenomenal. Um, we we you talked about it. I think that Danny McBride is a real shining star. Uh, Billy, we talked about it. We named the names that you really enjoy. Yeah. Um, there's you enjoy everyone. Yeah. Actually. There was no there was no weak characters. There really was. Even the people who didn't live long, like I was genuinely horrified for them. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a really well cast um film. There was so much gore. Oh. This I invited my dad, thinking, "Well, Prometheus was was okay, gory, but yeah. it was more, you know, it was slower. It was a little more Hitchcockian. It provided enough space in between. Yeah, this was relentless. That's a word I would use for this film. Is a bit relentless. Yeah. Um, and um, I thought this one made better philosophical points than Prometheus. Uh. Well, I heard someone say, I think I read a review on Letterboxd that said, Prometheus is the creation of horror, and Covenant is the horror of creation. Mm, That's a really good, of course that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Um, So I think that that was interesting. Um, I I thought the messages here were... They made more sense. They were a little heavy-handed in this one, a little yeah. bit more so. In Prometheus, the overall philosophical message seemed thrown in last minute yeah. and not important to the film. This one, it, it was much more important to the film, but it was there without specific lines. Uh, Billy Kudrup Crud talks up. about... Crudup. <laughs> uh, talks about his faith, and they make kind of a minor point about it. And it's not that important to the film. Yeah. Um, and I, it, that seems a little weird. I had, yeah, I had issue with that. Because it was, it's particularly, it's not his faith. It's particularly that he has a, he has like a martyr complex. Right. Because he's like, they don't respect me because I'm a person of faith. Right. And I don't know anybody who like that seems that seemed like a very unbelievable uh dichotomy for one person to have inside himself yeah um like i I didn't think he was a crazy person and that's a view that is usually hard to associate with someone who's like at least in the way he spoke of it it seemed very like they're against me because of my faith and you know what's what's so interesting about that is that was unnecessary, right? Because they but didn't use it. There was he. They didn't use it. There's a scene where he is going to punish the crew for an action they take based on one of the other characters' death, and he's like, "I can't let it stand because they won't follow me if I let it stand." I told him not to, and that was kind of a waste because. It was just so unnecessary to the plot. The plot here is, uh, what's that word? Propelled. The plot is propelled by Michael Fassbender in this film, and 
up until the Fastbenders meet, it's just fun. Yeah. Like, there's no real philosophical crisis yet. Right. Until uh, the Fastbender characters start to c- communicate. And then uh, I would say that the dialogue between the Fastbenders is really crappy. Except that it's done by... Like, Fastbender's performance is spot on. Mm-hmm. And because it's his his character, it really flows. I feel like if it had been anyone else, I would have felt like the dialogue was kind of hokey. Mm. Um that's interesting because I, I feel like you said something similar to Prometheus, but you meant that. I think that. I think that has more to do with the quality of actor than the quality of writing. If I'm making any sense, I think the writing's good. It could just easily be destroyed because it's so subtle and nuanced. That could be. I actually found myself really enjoying the dialogue between the two of them. Um, there was like I think one like cheesy line, kind of, but I I really enjoyed the some of the like the discussion about music when yeah. you kind of realize the unhingedness of mm-hmm. of one of the characters. There is two scenes that use Wagner. Uh, and both of them are so good. Yes. One which, at the beginning, one towards the end, and it, it kind of bookends it a little bit, and it's beautiful. Which you and I didn't talk about, but Wagner is heavily connected to Nietzsche. Okay. Which fit, we can talk more about it later because it would give everything away. Okay. <laughs> heavily, heavily touches on that character's mentality. Gotcha. So. It was so good. Yeah, I loved those moments there. The gods entering into Valhalla. Uh huh. From Wagner, and it's just great music. It too. is great. Music. It's a great piece. Oh, but um, yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway, other thoughts? Yeah. Uh, I did not love the gore as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think <clears throat> when it <clears throat> what. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert cover your ears for 10 seconds but there's a scene where there's a head floating in a pool <laughs> yeah and they like cut to the head just spinning around in the pool like three or four times and you're yes. just like okay we, <laughs> we get it like <laughs> he cut her head off right like jeez. Uh, yeah well he more like chewed it through he, right yeah anyway but yeah it's just the trajectory of the bite, I felt like the head should have been attached still to a shoulder. A shoulder, yeah. <laughs> yeah like... <laughs> well, you don't get to watch the whole mauling. No, like... thank God. <laughs> yeah. um, I think that that, I know you said you really liked it. For me, that kind of lessens the quality of the film. Um, I think unfairly, I think... I hate comparing. I hate. I like to try and rate movies based on the intention of the film, you mm-hmm. know, not and not compare it. But right. when you've got a movie as a as classic as Alien, mm-hmm. and then you've got Prometheus, which I'd watched almost as recently as Aliens, mm-hmm. um, 
those two are just that Aliens is such a different film and Covenant to me had the gravitas of Alien uh-huh. but it took all the like real philosophical stuff down with all the exceptional gore hmm. um, it kind of took away a little bit of it hmm. for me personally I felt like I was watching more of an action gory yeah. a gore a gorer as opposed to a horror, you know? That's interesting that you say that because I felt myself very... I felt very attached to the gore from the philosophical sense. Mm. Um, yeah, well, yeah, that makes sense. As we're talking about creation and death and the necessity of both in order for life to propagate... You have these incredibly visceral and disgusting, uh, horrifying things happening, um, and it, mostly it was the it was actually the it wasn't the 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 birthing scenes which Alien is famous for that I thought might have been unnecessary, mm. but I think it was more. Um, it was more the like full grown things, yeah, chilling things that was that was a uh, a little bit a little bit much, yeah. Um, on the other hand, I also feel that it accomplished a different. It was a way for Scott to differentiate that film from the other films because in yeah, a- in Alien, you have a little gore, but mostly. Th- people are pulled away or you hear it over a radio in aliens. There's a little bit more blood spat splattering on like glass or whatever. Uh-huh. And it's green, which, well, I'm thinking particularly like the pilot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Rubbing. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. But that's the one scene that haunts me. Um, you know, uh, Prometheus has more of like a, like, bone breaking kind of violence to it mm-hmm. um covenant for me i think accomplished a new form of violence horror uh in the film series by exposing you to just the uh to use kind of a cliche like the 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 red of tooth and claw of like nature mm. um and so i think that's kind of where I saw it. <clears throat> I, uh, I didn't hate it. Yeah. I just prefer the other two. Yeah. I, I prefer the slower. I prefer the less gory. I, that's, I feel like when you're talking about horror movies, when you list off my favorite horror films, you've got the first saw, which isn't gory. It's psychological. You've got, Silence of the Lambs, which isn't gory. There is gore. It has very disturbing content. A, a, yeah, much more contextual or contextual horror versus right. visual. And those those are my favorite. Alien, I would list as in my top three horror films. Yeah. Um. You know, you've even David Fincher's Seven mm-hmm. has some disturbing images. But not a lot of gore. Yeah. Um, and this just... It felt a little excessive. Um, but yeah, so... Yeah, it did It did feel like it was really writing that line between... 
like a like a B film horror film. Yeah, and I, if I'm in the right mood and in the right uh, mindset, mm-hmm. I can really enjoy. Like gore doesn't necessarily bother me. It's not right. like I was. Although this, I was holding my breath in this. This movie is freaking intense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and part of it's because you you know what's going to happen before it happens. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think that's also part of the brilliance of the horror aspect of it is that not the gore part, but the fact that you know what's going to happen because it's so much more similar to what you've come to expect from the Alien films. Right. In in this particular film, the horror starts before you ever even see an alien. Yeah. With, like, a travesty on the ship. And you're just like, that was disturbing. Like, yep. you know, claustrophobically disturbing. Like, yep. you're just like, ugh. Like, I, re- I feel like I didn't breathe for the first six minutes of the movie. You're just like, yeah. <laughs> and they finally, like, calm you down a little bit. And right. And like, okay, you, you doing okay? Uh-huh. Kick you in the face. Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. It just doesn't get any better. Yeah. We kind of melded our likes and dislikes. We did. Is there anything else you want to add or point out before we rate, or you could do so in your ratings? I was trying to think of something. I felt like I had something that I that I disliked. Um, I I wouldn't say I dislike this. I I w- I would like to say that I perhaps. Uh, expected it to be different and was a little disappointed. Um, it was much more straightforward than I thought it would be. Very little twists and turns. Yeah, like even the twist, even the twist while straightforward. It, yeah, it it becomes more of a of a like getting to understand a character more than it is a like wait what's gonna happen next. Right. And I kind of wished that it did have more of that now that i'm thinking about it as i say it though this is supposedly the second in a string of films that ridley scott is going to make which lead into the actual first alien film really yeah interesting so there's either one more or there's also been rumors that there will be two more but if there's one more it makes perfect sense that this film would be the straightforward one because this film is the middle of the triptych which is usually right. the one that like leaves you going okay well right so everything i think i believe is being set up for something else okay yeah that makes sense um oh the last thing i loved about this film is it made prometheus a better film yes it made prometheus mm. so much more understandable so much more enjoyable it actually made prometheus feel like it was 100% a part of the alien it, universe. It made it feel like it belonged. Yeah, because you finally understood, oh, here's... By bringing the xenomorph into this, this film and explaining where the xenomorph came from, uh, man, it just... Right. It, it, it made you feel so much better. It, it kind of a new hoped this in which... If you just watched the first Star Wars film from 1977, you would be like, "That was not a good film." Like, eh, I kind of disagree, but you, you I would only sit there and disagree go, because I've seen huge, the other exactly. Two. There are huge plot holes. Like, yeah. who's this Vader guy? Right. Why do we care about 
right. either of these characters. Right. Is Han going to get Leia or is Why Luke going to get Leia? Why do they drink blue milk? Right. Who drinks blue milk? <laughs> um, what what kind of cow produces blue milk? Uh is it a is it a is it moo berry flavored? <laughs> Boo. <laughs> or like man, if I had a laser sword, I'd, I'd cut the hell out of everything. Right? I just uh, vroom, vroom. Vroom. Anyway, hey, you need that cheese cut? Vroom. Oh, now it's Already melted. Grilled. Yeah. Uh But yeah, I loved that uh Alien Covenant made sense out of Prometheus. Um it really felt calculated. It felt calculated. Uh, it did. It, it, Prometheus made you question your faith in Ridley Scott to be able to deliver a storyline. Uh, and and this Alien one Covenant confirmed. confirmed your faith. Right. Um, oh, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. 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 I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was feeling the same way. Like, I thought Prometheus felt fit well into the Alien trilogy. But that's probably kind of exactly what you said, only because Covenant makes it fit so well. Well, just tied up a lot of the loose ends. Yeah, exactly. Kind of what you right. know, it's like well, it wasn't finished yet. You know, like, right? It was a part of a bigger story. I really like that. Uh, you know what the sound is? Let's get to this one. What are you rating this? I would rate this a. Solid three, a strong three, a weak four, mm-hmm. um, and that's because um, this is this is the third best Alien film, in my opinion. Um, Alien, Aliens, Alien Covenant. Okay. Uh, I think it's uh, it's a good horror piece. I think for fans of the Alien films, it's it's a lot more satisfying. Um, it lacks a little in in um, originality, um, and it also lacks a little in. Um, I think I think it's weaker in in uh, its philosophy, partly because it's just so gory, um, like mm-hmm. it's just so horror focused. Um, but man, Fassbender. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if he can do any wrong. I still need to see Assassin's Creed. Oh, but me too. I don't think he can do any wrong. Um, God, I love Marion Cotillard too. Yeah, I know. I think they had. My theory is that they had to do that film they in had order to do Macbeth. Yeah. Right. They yeah, they're like, like, okay, we'll let you both be in Macbeth, but you got to do this stupid video game movie. Like, <laughs> All right. Um. Uh, what uh, would you or, rate or, it? Or she was wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> Uh, she speaks English. Um, she right. was in Batman. Anyways, uh, I would rate this a four. All right. <laughs> um, the same as Prometheus. Uh, I think that what Prometheus lacked in acting. Mm-hmm. Covenant gave us yes what Prometheus brought to the table with questions, mm-hmm. which I liked about Prometheus. The Covenant 
answered them. So they, they fit together. Yeah. I don't think this was necessarily better. The reason this isn't even a five or a six and really not anywhere close to a five or a six um, is because of the lack of suspense. Yeah. And uh, and that's what I've come to love the, and expect. The only suspense comes from how exactly are these people right. going to die? How much blood are we going to see on the screen? Like... And oh my gosh, that's intense! Like, I this is a fun movie, and that's why I can't give it a three because it's not bad. Yeah, it's incredibly it's good. entertaining, and it's it's bloody and it's fun. Like, I always feel like I'm a sick and twisted person when I have so much fun at a movie like this, where yeah. it's bloody and gory and. Blech. But like, it's not it's not sick. It would be well. Yeah, it'd be one thing if never, never right, mind. Yeah, but. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think it's I think it's fun. The fact I, that you said blah yeah. immediately afterwards right. like suggests that you're healthy. <laughs> Good, uh, but yeah, the the things that the the gravity that I felt in Prometheus and the kind of the what do they call it? like the heavy handedness I felt in Covenant versus mm. you know um, I would say they deserve the same rating just for different reasons yeah um, and so i'm happy with giving both prometheus and covenant fours mm, that's that's good um if you're a fan of the alien series i highly recommend it i think it's satisfying i think it uh if prometheus made you doubt uh your faith in this franchise being able to be continued um alien covenant does a good job of restoring some parts of that i was also going to say if if you were disappointed by Prometheus, Covenant improves your opinion of Prometheus. Yeah. Well, yeah. I have a friend who disagrees with that, who was like, well, Prometheus is a masterpiece now because Alien Covenant is such a pile of crap. But you, what you mean to say is you used to have a friend. <laughs> I don't lose friends based on their movie tastes. I you and I, I would, hope yeah, <laughs> you and I would, would have ended this a long time ago. So, uh, Look, we told Jordan we weren't going to talk for two hours. And right now we're doing really well. We are. Let's keep going. <laughs> let's keep going. Uh, let's briefly talk because we watched it recently. Yeah. And it's... We should probably cover Alien. Yes. First. Before we hit Aliens. Now, it's been a while. Good. I haven't seen it since you and I watched it. In Seven years ago. Or... Ten years ago? No. Not 2007. No, 2007. Seven years ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's been a long time, and I was intending to rewatch it this week, but I didn't Life. get it done. I, yeah, that, and I was I was hoping to get the whole spectrum done. Oh, all four? Yeah. But, Gross. But that would be I'll, hard. I'll be honest, I was a little tired of being in this universe. Oh, yeah. it's just it's, so... Bleak. It is. It is. <laughs> um, I was. I was pretty happy to be in the world of uh, bowling and cut off toes. Right. Last uh, night. Last night. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna go home and watch that now. We always do this. We talk about yeah. other movies, right. and I'm like, I need to go watch. That. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about Alien. Okay. Uh, briefly. I don't think we need to go into too much detail no. because. We've already kind of talked about it throughout. It's also a 38-year-old film, and if you haven't seen it by this point, just get get a life. Get a life. Go watch this film right now. Just watch it. Stop everything you do and go watch this film. 
Are you are you a nurse listening to this as you're making your rounds? Please just take two hours and go watch this film. <laughs> your patients. I'm just will kidding. Wait. I'm just they will kidding. understand. They will. They will. Put it on in all of your patients' room, no. especially the heart patients. I was gonna say, or the or the uh, <laughs> the birth center. If you work in a birth center, um, Alien is a masterpiece. It really is. Um, you ever? It's well directed. You ever walk down a hallway in the dark when you were a kid and y- you are afraid to turn the corner because you feel like something's right on the other side? That is Alien in yes. a nutshell. Yes. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's one of the greatest, it might be the greatest sci-fi movie ever. It's up there on a lot of people's lists. Yeah. Um, although in the last 10 years, I really enjoyed Arrival. And here's something to be said for my fours for the other two that we rated already. Mm -hmm. I don't love science fiction. Yeah. And I actually don't. don't like aliens in general. Like like extraterrestrials. Yeah, I don't love that genre of science fiction. Right. Um and so for these movies to gain my trust and my enjoyment is even is even harder for me to rate them really well because it's a testament to their quality. Exactly. Yeah, it's 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 good. Uh Alien Sigourney Weaver who was nobody when she filmed this. And I understand the lack of roles or role models for women in Hollywood in this day and age. Yeah. But, like, I look back at these movies from the 70s, and I'm just like, Sigourney Weaver is a badass. Like, yeah. I, she's incredible. Like, she is. That's your woman action hero. Like, I look at a preview for Atomic Blonde with Charlize Theron, and I'm like, eh, it kind of looks fun. Yeah. But, like, I don't want to show that to my daughter when she's at right. the right age. Like, but I will show her this because Sigourney Weaver is awesome. Yeah, she's, she, she has this amazing ability in this film to convey both uh, femininity while at the same time taking on the roles that were considered to be men's roles back in the day. And just because she has to. Right. Like, the nature of... No the, one else was stepping up. Yeah. And she does. And, like, I or think they're it's dead. A, I think <laughs> it's a... Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's a brilliant performance yeah. the whole way through, as at least the first two that I've seen her in so far. Yeah. Um, she's she's the best part of all four movies. Yeah, I, th- I just... There's a great scene in the fourth one where she plays basketball. I'm looking forward to oh, it. Oh, God, it's awful. <laughs> it's so bad. Uh... You know, and in the uh, well, we'll get to the second one, but yeah, I just think that she really steps up, and uh, there's iconic scenes in Alien. Yeah, Uh, the chest burster. Oh, oh, oh! Practical effects. Still, still, like it's. It's, it's still unnerving. effective. It's unnerving. Yeah. Uh, John Hurt, by the way. Yeah. Fantastic great. actor. Yeah, great. Uh, what's the guy from... Scarrett. Tom Scarrett. Scarrett. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just tell me where my daughter is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's great. Uh, I love it. It's... 
I, I, it's a six for me. I'm gonna rate it a five. I don't know why. I'm gonna rate it a six. It's perfect. <laughs> it's it's great. I really love it. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to rate it a five because I haven't seen it in so long, mm. and I feel like these other movies might be clouding my judgment of mm. how much I actually really did like the first one. I watched the first Alien at least three times a year. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I do. I believe um, it. Uh, it's part of my. It's part of my. I have a. I have like an early Ridley Scott regimen where mm. I watch Alien and Blade Runner, like three or four times a year. I'm so excited for the new Blade Runner. We can't talk about that now because I. We, we got to keep this shorter. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So let's just settle on all two up sixes. in that. Two sixes. Let's settle on two sixes for Alien. Right. Yes. Aliens. Aliens. James Cameron. Mm-hmm. Complete. 180 degree turn yep. from the other films. It's an action movie. It is. It's a popcorn, uh, more uh, more intense than an action movie. Yeah. It's, it. Well, in the way that James Cameron has the ability to create very deep storylines. Yeah, I think James Cameron is a good filmmaker. Yeah, for the most part. Um, yeah, deep storylines. Uh, who? Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. He's He's funny. Michael Bean. Michael Bean is great in it. He's yeah. Um Paul Reiser, who's yeah. who's Paul Reiser. I don't think he can be anything but nope. Paul Reiser. Yeah. Uh Blight of the eighties, Reaganomics and Paul Reiser. Right. This one was This was the one where like Sigourney Weaver melds the femininity, <laughs> femininity, femininity. It sounds like too many syllables. I understand. Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, she melds the feminine here, where as she plays the literal mother, or the figurative mother, uh, yeah, figure to this girl who's lost her mother right. and. Uh, she doesn't give up, and it's cheesy. It's eighties. This one feels so much more dated than even the first Alien. Yeah, um, but it's fun. It's really fun. Uh, I don't think this is particularly a great movie, as opposed to just a fun movie. Watching it with you the other day, I I felt very different about it than I normally do. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. What does that mean? I I I think it's a four. I don't think it's... What would you have rated it before? I would have thought it was a 5 or okay. a 6. Um, because it's different. Um, and it has its moments. The I would argue... I, I think the Sigourney... I think the mother role part is actually brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, just her not only being mother, but also protector. Mm-hmm. Her just being a parent... Yeah. Uh, is what it really comes down to. Um, I think that uh, whereas the first film was kind of this ensemble cast in which people are just getting picked off, you really had more of an ensemble cast than that cheesy 80 cents. Yeah. Which yeah. I think is kind of a detraction. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the characters are stereotypes. Uh, some of the characters actually created this stereotype, like sure. the badass Mexican woman, right. or the, um, you know, like the guy who's obviously supposed to be German esque or whatever. Mm. And 
it's just it's a very like team kind of flick um but i think i think where it really lacks is um i think it i think it completely takes the horror out absolutely uh i don't think there's any element of horror which i feel like you you absolutely need there is the they're all around us but it's not it's not but frightening it's not scary no yeah no you're just waiting for it to happen like it's suspenseful but like the yeah the thing that i expect from an alien film is to be to be afraid, and I don't think I've ever watched Aliens and been afraid. No, which not is not to all. say I don't enjoy it again. Uh, but. Yeah, and that's what I'll preface this with: is this is a very enjoyable film. However, to me, it's a three. Uh-huh. Um, it's far below, well below Alien, and steps below Prometheus and Covenant. Oh, really? Wow. Um, I'm not sure how that bodes for the next two that I will watch. The it might up your might up your ante. They're they're really weak films. Yeah, and I, I might think, lower your expectations so much though that you think they're brilliant. Right, yeah, it could really. I mean, yeah, I could really enjoy them based. Well, I don't know, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just I feel like this movie lacks a lot except fun action. This is. This, to me, is equivalent to an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie in the 80s. Not good. Uh, But you still watch it, and you still laugh and have fun, and you're glad you spent the time. But they're not good movies. Um, Yeah, so uh, a three for Aliens. All right. Um, Yeah, I don't know. What else? What else you got? Oh, we forgot to talk about the datedness, but... I feel like it's a little. I felt like uh, Covenant did a really good job of tying oh, yeah, into yeah. the technology that is that is present in the original Alien movie, which is like not very. It's not very good because it's it's you know the night it's the nineteen seventies so like yeah it's green computers that are like going and they did a great job of kind of modernizing it while still paying attention to what it looked like right. um the the helm in alien covenant is very similar looking to the helm from alien yes uh the yeah. ship yeah like yeah, yeah. W- the bridge sorry where everybody's at no no yeah that's right yeah uh, yeah i feel like i feel like because alien focuses on so much more than trying to focuses on so much more than looking good, you know, i.e. the Hitchcockian pull back your attacks. Yeah. Don't make it so obvious. Don't show the bottom half because it doesn't look good. I feel like it really does kind of take the timelessness or makes it a little bit more timeless. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's your, your brain can forgive the first alien for the areas in which it looks dated. Right. Because yeah. it almost, it almost doesn't. Yeah, it almost looks futuristic still. Like, right. Well, it's because they, they accomplish... It, it was one of the first sci-fi films that looked dirty. Yeah. Oh, I 100% agree. Like, Star Wars, even though, like, the Millennium Falcon is supposed to be a hunk of junk and stuff, like, and it has, like, a couple blast damages on it, it doesn't look like regular people 
living in space, whereas right. Alien really accomplishes it does the whole feeling of like these are truckers in space who are being eaten alive. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, and if you haven't seen the Alien films, that's all that's the perfect synopsis. Truckers in <laughs> space. Truckers in space eaten being alive. eaten alive. <laughs> oh, that's really true. That's really good. I think that's how we'll end it. Well, technically we're going to end it by the gods entering Valhalla. What's oh, it yeah. called? Are you going to play it? Yeah, it's I'm gonna, called it's the going gods. right now. The gods enter by Wagner by Wagner guys I'm starting I'm I've been I've put some stuff out on Facebook and haven't gotten a lot of stuff back I'm actually personally trying to cut back on my Facebook use so I'm gonna open or I'm gonna start a Zade Story Instagram account ooh Um, so check us out there on Instagram, I'll put a link on the Facebook because <laughs> I haven't created it but yet. Oh, but that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be starting here pretty soon. So check that out. Um, we're still on Twitter. Uh, Jacob, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. And uh, always a pleasure. Yes, it was a great time. Good time, all as always. Uh, yeah. What? Anything else? Last little. Last little bit. Last little plug. Go see Alien Covenant. That works for me. Uh, For the love of movies and beer, I'm Kevin Zane. And I'm Jacob Davis. Uh, How many beers did we give you our favorite movie? story it's the zade story i don't know if i feel like it was a four um i felt like it was a four you do yeah i think i'd give it a soft four maybe a hard three yeah yeah because i I mean and that's the thing is like especially the last one that you and i did together was paul thomas anderson right (laughs) like how do you even rank <laughs> how do you even rank all those films like yeah and, and then take a movie like this which is you know a straightforward horror film that's being used as a vehicle for these deep philosophical questions which the more i think about it i'm really beginning to wonder if it's actually about ridley scott's like directing style oh really which is that he, or his like cuz i hear awful things about him like you can oh. just tell whenever you watch special features in his movie, like and people talking. avoid talking about working with him. Uh-huh. And so I can't help but wonder if like, it's his like psychological way of like dealing with, cause the whole thing is like, well, cre- what do you believe in? Well, creation by any means necessary. And it kind of seems like that's almost Ridley Scott's right. motif ooh, when it comes to making ooh, films. That's so deep. And so, yeah, I could be creation at any expense. <laughs>